And now, live, it's time. Which team, by colors alone, is identifiable around the world? It's time for the JT The Brick Show. Which team, by slogan, commitment to excellence? On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Just win, baby. All those things are the Raiders. Here's your host, JT The Brick. JT with you as we are out of the gate, and it's playoff week here on the flagship. Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, and we got a big one lined up for you today. What else would you expect? We've done it all year with the great support of this great cluster here at Lotus Broadcasting and that beautiful Raiders mobile app where people are downloading the show more than ever, and we thank everybody for listening to the show. Here's what we got today. Big show, and I am trying to move people around. Tom Flores, the Hall of Famer, the head coach coming up. Rod Woodson, one of the greatest defensive players of all time. He'll join us. Jonathan Hankins, back in the middle, anchoring the Raiders' interior defensive line. Paul Gutierrez will join us. The insider from the Raiders from ESPN, Jeff Sherman, with odds over at the Westgate. And then hopefully we get you call, your calls in because I want to hear from some really fired-up Raider fans the rest of the week as Cincinnati is looming, and I think every Raider fan's thrilled about that. It could have been a lot worse than Cincinnati, and I think everybody knows that. The Raiders can beat anybody in front of them. They have been for a while on some really good teams. The Dallas Cowboys, the Indianapolis Colts, the Cleveland Browns, the Los Angeles Chargers, now Cincinnati. A division winner. Let me ask you this, everybody. You think that they would have won the division, Cincinnati, if they were in the AFC West? No shot. They wouldn't have beat Kansas City and won the division. They're the same boat as the Raiders. But they won the division in an easier division, which is a little bit down. Baltimore was decimated by injuries. Pittsburgh, Big Ben, old. They had a lot of injuries, too. And then the Browns underachieved. I thought the Browns were going to win the division. I really like the Browns roster better than Cincinnati. But they had a lot of problems when the Raiders played them due to COVID and no Baker Mayfield. So with all of that combined, I think the Raiders get a good draw. That's the term that we talk about at the Olympics. We talk about it. I grew up a swimmer, swim meets. It comes to the NCAA tournament in basketball. Who are you playing? Oh, we got a good draw. We don't have to play anybody till the Sweet 16. Gonzaga looks great until the Final Four. Well, the Raiders get a decent draw here with Cincinnati. I crunched the numbers again. We'll talk about this and what they need to do to stop Cincinnati. So I sent out a tweet earlier today on exactly what I think needs to happen, and it is low-hanging fruit. It is low-hanging. I apologize in advance. But I say you got to double-team Jamar Chase. You must double-team him on every play and let Joe Mixon beat you. Now, when I was looking at Joe Mixon's stats – I thought this guy was an MVP candidate. No, 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 no. He only had three games all year over 100 yards. He's had a very similar season to Josh Jacobs. I was very critical of Josh all year long. You know, Josh is good for about 55 yards a game. Then I started going through Mixon's run here and how many games that he had a good game. And he had three games that he had over 100 yards. One was against the Raiders here. And everybody remembers that. But, I mean, look, they played 17 games. He had 1,200 yards. Give me a break. He's very good. He's very good. And he's had character issues in the past in college. He cleaned it up. Reminds me a lot of Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill came out of college a bad guy. Joe Mixon had some accusations with him coming out of college. He seems to have found the perfect city. They love him a lot. 
and he's happy to be there. So today is going to be pick your poison day on the Raider flagship. You got Joe Burrow, you got Jamar Chase, and you got Joe Mixon. We know that you can't stop Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's had 500-yard games, 400-plus yard games. You can't stop him, but what you can do is take away his best weapon, his best wide receiver, who's the best young receiver in this league, and try to double-team him and take him out of the game. I mean, how many Raiders are hurt now? Phylon we heard about yesterday. No Trayvon Mullen. I keep bringing up Nicholas Morrow, member of the team, never came back. Richie Incognito, never got healthy. Week 4, 8, 11, 12, never ready to play. Jonathan Abram, gone for the year. The injuries are just piling up, piling up. But now the Raiders, it's last man standing. There's really no one else they can go to now. They're, they're really, they have gone to everybody on that practice squad and said, can we get something out of you, please? And they've been able to do it. They've gone to all their subs and been able to get something out of them. Face on. You look at some of the other players, Levitt coming in. And I don't love this team in regards to the depth they have anymore, but I love the fact that some of the backups were better than the starters. Case in point right now, Divine Diablo over Littleton. Well, Littleton could be a hell of a player. So if you want to use Littleton now, this deep into the playoffs because someone's not available, I'm cool with Littleton coming off the bench. So this is what we have to figure out, and I want your opinion. Start dialing if you can, 702-365-9200. They got good players, but they only have a few good players. The Raiders match up against them well. Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon is a hell of a player, and they have 2,000-yard receivers. Jamar Chase... 1,455 yards. T. Higgins was there at 1,091. And Tyler Boyd, 828. They have an advantage. They have an advantage in the passing game. But the Raiders can close the gap if Waller shows up in this game and has 10 receptions. If Brian Edwards all of a sudden catches a couple extra balls. Zay Jones has stepped up. I'll put Zay Jones at this point in time up against... Almost everybody there other than Jamar Chase. So the Raiders have the matchups. Foster Moreau can catch three or four balls in this game. And then Hunter Renfro, as I mentioned, has been fantastic. So I like the Raiders matchup here. So what I would say is you got to figure out how to how to stop one player. And that one player must be stopped at all costs. And that's the great receiver, Jamar Chase. After that, you got to go into the game hoping you can stop Joe Mixon. You have to, because as I'm looking at all of his games and all of his splits, let me give you the recent games he's played. January 2nd, Kansas City, 48 yards. December 26th versus Baltimore, 65 yards. Sunday, December 19th at Denver, 58 yards. December 12th, San Francisco, overtime game. Overtime game against San Francisco, 58 yards. Versus the Chargers, December 5th, 54 yards. Okay? So everybody stopped telling me about, oh, the Chargers coach, greatest coach of all time. How'd that work out? Joe Mixon, unbelievable. Let me give you his last five games for this running back again. 54, 58, 58, 65, 46. That's who he is. This ain't Earl Campbell and Marcus Allen. He's a good player. He can go for 100 yards. He did against the Silver and Black. But you can't be looking at him going, oh, my God, 
We can't stop this guy. The Raiders slowed down Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb. They're better than this guy. So the Raiders have to stop him without asking for a lot of help. You get what I'm saying here? Now what the Raiders need to do is big John Hankins who's coming in. The rest of this D-line have got to stop this running back without asking to put safeties in a box. You can't put safeties in a box with Jamar Chase lined up wide. You need your safety playing dead center field. You need Willie Mays and Bernie Williams out in center field, man. You what, are you going to stuff the box with the safety? Are you out of your mind? If Jonathan Abrams played in this game, I'd be freaking out. Jonathan Abrams would be cheating up in the box, wanting to tackle everybody, and Joe Burrow would be going, come here, come on, come up closer. I'm throwing it over your head. Put the two safeties deep. You got a madman here in Jamar Chase who's going to run by your deep safety. Keep them deep. Linebackers, do what you're doing, covering space. And count on Mad Max Crosby to get home. Count on him because when you run those deep routes, it gives more time for Yannick Ngakwe and Mad Max to get to the quarterback, and Burrow holds the ball long. He holds the ball a long time because he takes a beating and still gets up, and he likes to throw the deep ball. His safety's up in the box. Are you nuts? This isn't a game to put a safety in the box unless Joe Mixon is running downhill and he's just killing the Raiders. And then Gus says, all right, we got to put someone in the box here. We got to figure it out. I'm hoping these linebackers can do their job so you can have Nate Hobbs on the field more to help guarding this guy, Chase, or their other receivers if they're running crossing routes. Hobbs is pretty athletic. So with all this happening here, that's the analysis I have. Double team Chase. You either bump and run him or give him five yards. Don't give him ten. Oh, my God, that prevent defense at Allegiant Stadium on fourth and ten, fourth and ten, fourth and ten. Somebody get up and hit somebody. I mean, those guys were running wild in the fourth quarter. You want to talk about a soft defense? How deep were they playing? He threw a 30-yard pass into an end zone. Seven guys were there, couldn't get over to the ball. The guy was throwing a fastball. Burrow can do the same thing. I like Herbert a little bit more than Burrow, but not by much. If I had to choose between one of them, I'd take Herbert over Burrow. But I'll take Chase all day long compared to Mike Williams and that fraud Keenan Allen. That fraud Keenan Allen, another trash talker on the L.A. airwaves on how he doesn't respect the Raiders. Get him out of here. See how quiet it is in L.A. today? Quiet. Quiet with the Chargers. You don't hear a peep out of the Chargers today. Right? How good was that? Raise your hand. Beep your horn that you're happy that we... The fans, I'm a season ticket holder, shut up the Chargers. Man, I saw them in the concourse leaving, man. They were there with like down 15. They were looking at the door to leave. They were kind of looking at the field. Oh, they were on the verge of pouring out of that place. But the Raiders couldn't stop a fourth and 10. All they needed to do is knock down a fourth and 10. You would have saw how many Charger fans you think were there? Ballpark. I'd say less than 10. But 10's a decent number. But it's 65,000. If that was the Raiders in L.A., there would have been 60,000 Raider fans and maybe 20,000 Charger fans or 10, whatever it is. But, man, the Charger fans stuck around at Allegiant Stadium because the game wasn't over. And it could have been one of the greatest Raider collapses of all time. All time, no debate. You cannot say it was one of the greatest games of all time. It was. And not say it could have been the greatest collapse of all time. Thank God it wasn't because the Charger fans would have said greatest game of all time regular season. 
and greatest comeback of all time, and we beat our nemesis, the Raiders. Oh, my God, thank God that didn't happen. Could you imagine if that was floating around L.A. today and all these frauds in the national media were trying to get all their favorite chargers on their national shows? How'd it feel to beat the Raiders? How'd it feel to have the greatest comeback of all time? How's it feel to be in the playoffs? Silence. Silence is deafening. There's no Charger talk. None. There's usually never any Chargers talk. You know, last time they were in the Super Bowl, Stan Humphreys was the quarterback. So Raiders got a great opportunity here. Pick your poison day today on the flagship. Who do you stop? Mixon or Chase? How do you do it? 702-365-9200. If you don't mind, I'd like to uh, rip on the Chargers coach a little bit if we can. In Brandon Staley. Bobby, if we can get to all this sound here. This guy's a beauty. Uh, this guy's unbelievable. I, I, need, I told you I needed two days to pound away at the Chargers because we got people streaming the show in L.A. We've got to take advantage of this. So Boy Blunder, his new nickname. I want credit for the T-shirt. You know how we have the John Madden logo, the face with the headset? You see that T-shirt floating around the stadium, that illegal knockoff T-shirt that they were selling in the parking lot? Beautiful shirt, by the way. I grew up in New York. Every T-shirt at a concert I ever went, Bobby and I, Aerosmith, Charlie Daniels, Leonard Skinner, all the T-shirts were knockoffs, and you can only wear them twice before they disintegrated in the washing machine. I saw a lot of Madden shirts that weren't, quote, official, but... I want the Boy Blunder shirt. We got to have a graphic artist. And here's what I want, if you can make the shirt for me. And I'll pay for it. I want a picture of Brandon Staley, a silhouette with his little head and the Charger hat on and the headset on. And I just want it to say Boy Blunder. And you got to have some Charger colors in there for me. Here's Staley, who's getting roasted, roasted about the defense and what happened here, especially when he went for it in his own zone on the 18-yard line going for it on fourth down. I felt like we that, that was going to be a drive starter for us, you know, generate some steam for our offense. Felt like we would get it. Felt like we had a good play call with the duo run, and uh, they just knifed in there and made a good play. But was really looking to, to get our, our, our offense started, get our engine started, and um, they just made a play and we didn't. That's a lie. That's a flat-out lie. What he should have said was, quote, I have no respect for the Raiders. I think the Raiders suck. We were on our own 18-yard line. I don't respect them at all, and I was going to run it for a first down. That's the truth. Good play. What are you talking about? The Raiders had a better play, and that's Staley, boy blunder. Now he's getting roasted. He went from being the smartest guy in the room to the dumbest guy in the room. I understand the criticism. We felt like we could get the run. We felt like um, the personnel grouping that they had out there, they weren't in a goal line defense. We felt like we had a plenty good enough, you know, play call for that. And um, they took away the the advantage look. And um, it just didn't go down for us tonight. But we got a great stop on defense, um, you know, forced them to kick three. And uh, we, you know, went right back out there and had a chance. You know, it was a one-possession game. So, um, you know, I understand that that decision will be questioned, but in my mindset, that you know, that's a yard that we can get. Yeah, in my mindset, I'm cool. You guys are all stupid. You're reporters. I think I can get it on every fourth down. Did Vince Lombardi think they could get it on Tom Landry and John Madden? No. They punted the ball. This guy doesn't punt. This guy doesn't want to do it because he's the story. More on Brandon Staley on what happened at the end, the confusion about the timeout. Why would he call a timeout? and give the Raiders time to figure out what their play was going to be to try to win the game. We needed to get in the right grouping. We felt like they were going to run the ball, so we wanted to get our best 11 personnel run defense in, um, make that substitution so that we could you know, get a play where we would deepen the field goal. All right, so that's Brandon Staley. If anybody would like to add to that, because I thought we'd have at least two days of coverage of that game, 
I'd like to hear from you on that as we are brought to you by our proud playoff partner, PT's Best Happy Hour in Town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2, the Laughlin Event Center where all those concerts are. They own the Stratosphere. They own Arizona Charlie's, 64-plus locations, taverns here in town, official partner of the Vegas Golden Knights, and a place where I know a lot of Raider fans go to watch the game and talk Raider football. PT's proud playoff partner of our show here as we continue with the monologue. So our coach is Rich Basaccia, and Rich Basaccia had a lot to say, first off, on Max Crosby. Max Crosby won two really important awards that were fantastic. He won the Commitment to Excellence Award and the Craig Long Award. Craig was a friend of mine before he passed away in the media department with the silver and black. And for Max to get those two awards, that's a big deal. I'd like to start off with uh, just a couple notes about Max Crosby that um, – he was voted the um, Commitment to Excellence Award here by his teammates um, from the Raiders. And he's also been awarded the Craig Long Award, certainly by our, our local media, which I'm sure you're all familiar with. Yeah, everybody in the media and the new members of the media who didn't know Craig. Uh, Craig was there and he passed away suddenly. And they gave this award in his honor and his name. And early in my career when I started, Craig started a year before me, we would go out on the road. That's when we were on the road all the time, jumping on the team plane, getting to other cities. And Craig was working hard to get guests, help us out on the pregame show, do everything. Really good man, a great legacy with the Raiders. If you don't know much about Craig Long, just Google him, Craig Long and the Raiders, and you'll know a little bit about him and why this award is named after him. Uh, Ritz Basaccia spoke yesterday about playing the Bengals earlier this year. They got handled. They got handled in the second half of that game. It's going to be a challenge. Well, you know, anytime you get to play a team, but, you know, we've, we've said before, we're going to play them with a different team we played them with before, and they're probably going to play us with different players than, than we played them with the first time. And, you know, we had the two turnovers in the fourth quarter, and, and they have a formidable run game, you know, and mixing and what they're doing. I think they just had the rookie of the year and the receiver, who's a tremendous player. They had great chemistry with Burrow, um, you know, over there on offense. And, and uh, you know, we had trouble stopping him. I think he had 120, mixing 123 yards running the ball against us last time. And I talked about the turnover. So, again, we're going to um, investigate what we did well here over the last month and, and look at the things we need to correct. And we'll look at their tape and what they've done well and uh, hopefully some things we might be able to exploit and, and uh, be in position to go play a good game on on Saturday. Everybody who follows the Bengals, and we have a couple of insiders lined up on the show this week, they'll tell you that they're not really confident with the Bengals because they've laid an egg in a couple of games. They've had some bad games. And the Raiders had some bad games. I mean, we talked about the Giants' loss and the loss they had to the Washington football team. Some of the losses that they had where they didn't look like they were a playoff team at all. At all. No one thought they'd be a playoff team after they lost to the Giants and lost to Washington. But then the Raiders turned it around, and the Bengals have had some explosive wins this year. That's why they won the division in an historically tough division. So last night, my wife, who was on TikTok or Instagram, whatever she was on, she's showing me these Raider locker room celebrations. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Let me see that again. As everybody's dancing around in the locker room and everybody's having a great time, uh, Coach Passaccia was asked about it. They earned that, you know, they earned the right to enjoy themselves after that game and, and um, celebrate in, in, in the fashion that was um, they saw fit. You know, they're into the, the modern music and, and those things. And um, it was fun to watch them. It was fun to watch the emotions um, 
of what they've gone through. And but again, I think they've they've flipped the page and they've turned the corner and they've come back to work today and they've dug in um, to what they have to do in order to improve as the week goes on. And and um, I think that's what we're all been doing. I love this because again, it's really calm. Everything's cool. And you know how tight I was with Coach Gruden. Still, still am. I think the world. He made the issue that became never defendable. What happened there? You have not heard the last of him. Rich Basaccia was hired underneath Coach Gruden. A lot of the coaches there were underneath Coach Gruden. Okay, this staff is an elite staff. They are. They are experienced. They are calm, cool, and collected. They know what they're doing. You don't see any panic in them. They don't coach like the Chargers and Boyd Blunder. They don't make big mistakes. They know down and distance the clock and what they need to do. You might not love every play call. You might not love every play on defense. I talked about maybe a little bit soft in that fourth quarter defense with a little bit too much cushion. But the coach is an advantage in this matchup with Cincinnati all day long. Coach Basaccio was asked about what he's learned since he's taken over. I don't know. I think a lot of other people do a much better job of explaining me than I do, to be honest with you. I think that some of the things that we've we've gone forward in some of those situations, I think we felt like we had a good belief system in the package we had, um, whether it would be Derek or whether it be Marcus or some of the things we were trying to do on offense. And then, again, I, I think where we really improved on defense is our space tackling. Um, we've played against a bunch of these really good run teams here lately and thought our our, our our front seven, and then, but certainly our linebackers and DBs um, have done a really good job of, of making space tackles, and at um, for the most part, most of the time. So those are the areas we improved. I'm not really, you know, I think I was asked about my style and my. I, I don't really know. I just think, like I said, I think a lot of other people are better explaining me than I do a good job of that. I don't do a very good job of that. He does a fine job. He just doesn't like to talk about himself. The opposite of me. You know, I look at one caller on hold. I want to put my head through the wall. I'm like, what am I doing here? One caller's on hold. I go, I, I'm doing the biggest show in Raider Nation in the global galaxy here. I got Rod Woodson calling in. Tom Flores calling in. Where's the Raider Nation the week of the playoffs? Be on vacation playing golf with my dad, which I would have been on vacation if the Raiders lost playing golf with my dad. Wake up the nation. Wake up the show. Sound off like you got a pair. 702-365-9200 as we get rolling here. A lot of news around. By the way, does anybody want to know why the Raiders delivered a great rating, a tremendous rating? Not the greatest of all time, but Sunday Night Football did really well, thanks to Allegiant Stadium and Las Vegas. Why'd they turn around and make them play the latest game, the latest game that went into overtime, and make them play the first game on Saturday? Bueller? Anybody? I mean, what's going on here? Well, I mean, you know, no way to move them to Monday? They like moving the Raiders to Monday before, not move them in the late window on Sunday, Saturday, short week after the greatness of the Raiders and the John Madden presentation, all of that, little John, little John and all that, and all of a sudden everybody hanging out up there. Let's throw the Raiders on early. Let's make them work for it. Let's make them get their treatment. Let's get them going. I'm just having fun with you, throwing us out there. Uh, there's a lot happening that's fluid. Big radio term here with the pregame show, the pre-pregame show. Uh, we'll be out at the M Resort Spa and Casino. We hope you all get there and get there early, Eric Allen and I, for the pregame show, which is Saturday. If the Raiders win that game, and they're an underdog, if they win that game, they'll get some extra time off. That'll be the benefit of playing in that early window. Uh, get back to Las Vegas and prepare for the next opponent, and they'll be in the Final Four. So they'll be in the final four of the AFC, which nobody had. 
Nobody had. It's a dream scenario for all Raider fans is to beat Cincinnati, then reshuffle the deck. And the Raiders there, depending on what happens with Pittsburgh and New England, I think New England, I don't think New England's going to upset Buffalo. I picked Buffalo to win the Super Bowl. I'll stick with that. And I don't know what's going to happen with Pittsburgh and Kansas City. Kansas City's played some really bad games this year. And Pittsburgh is starting to look like a team of destiny. But I think Kansas City will win that game. But depending on who uh, loses, the Raiders have higher seeds. They're a higher seed over New England. And a higher seed when you look at what's going to happen here with Pittsburgh. I just like the Raiders to win and get a chance to play in Nashville against the Titans. I would rather see the Raiders win and play in Nashville, and then Buffalo or Kansas City if they have to play there. That's a Herculean task, okay? And we'd have another week to break that down if we're fortunate enough to go into Kansas City or to go into Buffalo and have to play. But I think every Raider fan would take that as we open up the show. Uh, Ron and Henderson. Ron, thanks for calling. What's happening? What's up, JT? So, uh, you know, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm fired up. Good. I'm still fired up from Sunday. Same here. I'm still fired up from Sunday, buddy. I was there. You know, I know you were there, of course. We all saw what happened, but I am energized, and I hope the men at that building at Raiders HQ are, too. We're in the dance. That's all that matters, you know. We got a fighting chance, and we shut those Chargers down. Zero percent Charger life. Gone. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. I'm tired of hearing Colin Coward talk about the Chargers all week, blah, 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 everybody. But, you know, I'm, uh, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm hyped, JT, that's it. You know, I am hyped. And I know that our boys are going to come out on Saturday and leave it all on the field like they have been the past four weeks because the playoffs have started four weeks ago. And we won four straight. And you know what? Hopefully we've got another four-game four win streak because you know what that means? That means it's Super Bowl. I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm going to ride and die with my silver and black to the very end. Thanks for the That's call. That's all. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. And it has been a playoff atmosphere over in Henderson with this team, as the coaches talked about a bunch there. Uh, we got time for one more before we have Coach Flores on. As we keep going here, Paul Gutierrez, John Hankins, and Rod Woodson all scheduled to join us. Nate is in Texas. Nate, thanks for being the first stop. What's happening, Nate? How are you? JT the Brick. It's been a while. Uh, I'm happy man today. I've been a happy man since Sunday night, me and my son both, uh, to have the Raiders back in the playoffs, not just in the playoffs, but with a healthy Derek Carr has excited me. Man, I've, I've rewritten something here. It, it's to the cadence of the autumn wind. I call it the sea of change. And it says, the autumn wind is changing. The pirates head back out to sea. With a will in their eye, a spring in their step, they set sail to victory. His ship is weather-beaten, but his cannon's set to attack. He rallies his men, positioned to win, and lets everyone know we're back. There is a groan throughout the country, a new fear for the villain of old, and the league quietly shakes and quivers and quakes, trying to hide their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, ready to pillage once again riding the seas of change through crashing waves with laughters and cries of just wind. Thank you, my friend, for the poem. 
Always appreciate that. Bobby, no. I mean, it's a new JT. It's a new year. Early in the year, even poems will work this week when they typically get thrown into the pile with poll questions. I know, Bobby. I know what you're saying, but we have to evolve. We cannot be the get-off-my-lawn show. He put work into that. We appreciate that poem. When we come back, Tom Flores, Rod Woodson, Jonathan Hankins, Paul Gutierrez, Jeff Sherman. This is work, and it's easy and fun. This is what I do. Try to rally the Raider Nation. When people were jumping off, saying it couldn't happen, we were the show that said, stay with them. Stay with them for this opportunity. And we got it, and we're going to take advantage of it on Raider Nation Radio. You know, again, I've said it multiple times. I think we've, we've tried to develop a, a group of men that um, care about each other, know what to do, and compete with relentless effort. And um, that, that's, that's a hard team to beat. And, uh, and also, once they learn to respect each other's work, um, it's an enjoyable place to come to work and, and uh, to respond to whatever adversity or whatever prosperity may show up that day. It gives you an opportunity to forge your identity um, to the things in which you go through. So actions speak louder than words, and I think those guys have improved a little bit each day. Head coach Rich Basaccia brought to you by our playoff partner, Remy Martin. Team up for excellence as I raise my cocktail game in the playoffs. Remy Martin, proud partner of our show. Love Remy Martin, and we also love talking to head coach Tom Flores, the Pro Football Hall of Famer. And, Coach, we get a bonus week with you. I hope we're doing this for another few weeks. The Raiders are in the playoffs. How you feeling? Well, I tell you, I'm feeling good. I was there. I was there for the game, and I tell you, it was, uh, it was rocking and rolling. And, uh, it, it, they, they just played a, a tough and gritty game. Uh, what resilience these guys are having. I don't even, I don't even use the program because I'd have to look up every single name except for Jacobs, maybe and Carr. That's it. Waller and played, but it, uh, but he was uh, non-effective. Really, I mean, he was. You could tell that he was having an off day, just rusty. Yeah, Coach, it's incredible. You were a coach, assistant coach to Coach Madden, and your two Super Bowls. You played in some pretty iconic and coached in some legendary games. I really believe this is one of the greatest regular season games of all time. Regular season because of the significance of the winner move forward, loser go home, and then coach the tie scenario, which I never gave in any credence. I never thought there could be a tie. And then with about two minutes to go, I go, oh, my God, they might tie this game, especially if Carlson misses the field goal. How'd you see it? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I saw it. You know, I'm looking at it from a strategical point of view. When there was about four minutes left in the game, and San Diego had the game, and they had a chance to tie the game, and and maybe go for the tie when the game was down inside two minutes, and the Raiders, uh, they, I said, I'm not sure I wouldn't go for a field goal right now. There was some point in the fourth quarter uh, because I'm going to need, I'm going to need another score anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of scenarios going on. I tell you, the scenario. <laughs> The the ifs, ands, or buts are just plentiful, mm-hmm. and this game had them all, had everything, everything possible, including the 
I mean, I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. We, we ended a tie, and both teams go to the playoffs, right? Yeah. I said, well, well, why not? He could be a good guy if he wanted it. And he could have bragging rights in the AFC West for three teams in the playoffs. Yeah, Tom Flores joins us. You know, it was crazy, Coach, and that could have really easily happened. If the Raiders didn't get that extra yards on that last run by Josh Jacobs, I still think they would have trotted out Carlson for a very long 59-60 yarder if he misses it. Both teams go in, but I think you're the perfect guy to ask because that game, I think fans would have been disappointed, really disappointed with the tie, considering what was on the line because the momentum now with the win, going into Cincinnati instead of a tie, having to go into Kansas City. I mean, the Raiders got a really good puncher's chance in this upcoming game. Yeah, they do. They do. You know, they're on. They're on a nice roll here, and uh, the you know they the uh, the team is. You can see them getting stronger and smarter. And I say the word smarter because they're playing the defensive scheme a lot better than they have in a long time. I was I was, I was watching that primarily. In, in uh, Sunday night's game, and how the switch offs and, and uh, because a lot of crossing routes nowadays and in, in days gone by, uh, I hate to say you know what I coached, but it was when I coached we ran a lot of crossing routes, mm-hmm. and they were a bitch. They were a bitch to cover. I'll tell you, they were. And uh, these teams are all running deep crossing routes, and you've got to be able to switch off, and and they're doing a better job, but. but who are these guys? <laughs> <laughs> Who are these guys? They're the cardiac kids in overtime. Six yeah. <laughs> walk-off wins. Uh, Tom Flores joins us. Coach, I knew you had to be a little bit frustrated on all those fourth-down conversions from Justin oh, Herbert man. on fourth and ten. What would you think of him at the quarterback position seeing him live? Well, yeah, fourth and ten. And how about the 20 yards that you need yeah. to make 20 and a half? And go, oh, my gosh. Uh, and I still think that, that one that ball at the end there was not a completion down on about the 10-yard line or 20-yard right. line or whatever it was. There was, I don't know, there, there was a lot of things going on, and they were going on fast. And uh, the officials had a lot of decisions they had to make, and they made, had to make them fast. And sometimes they're going to screw up. Wrapping it up with Tom Flores. Yeah, Coach, it was just incredible. And you've been to Allegiant Stadium a number of times. You were even there for a game when there wasn't any fans last year for a special broadcast. Yeah. When you look at all of this, what was different with this atmosphere. We know the significance of the game, but you saw the Raiders with a full, maybe for the first or second time, full packed home field advantage. It wasn't about how many other fans were going to try to get in. It just felt like what it's supposed to be, a home field and a great performance in Vegas. I started feeling that, JT. I started feeling that as I'm driving up to the to the stadium before the game and driving by, the, and I said, wow, look at all this. Look at all this, uh, all these uh, uh, tailgaters. Yeah, the tailgaters, wow. right? This, this is. I uh, said, so this is like this is like the old days. <laughs> Look at all the tailgaters; they're all barbecuing, <laughs> having a great old time. And I said, I'll be darned. Well, you Nobody usually, think, you usually coach get an escort still, right? In that Raider alumni van, usually have a way to beat oh, that yeah. traffic a little bit, right? <laughs> I could have had a, I could have had a lot of meals, two free meals. <laughs> Absolutely, it's nice to see. Coach, finally, nice Derek see. Derek Carr won another game. I mean, the stats aren't overwhelming; they're not three hundred and fifty yard games, but he's making big plays in the fourth quarter to seal these victories. The pass to Zay Jones in overtime was incredible. What have you seen from Derek Carr? 
Well, I see leadership. I see the, uh, you know, he, he should be mature by now. But I, the main thing I've seen is confidence and leadership that he is, that he is showing that the rest of the team uh, how to develop, and they're and they're following him. They're starting to get his confidence, and that he can be done. And that one pass that he threw on the sideline had about about a, a minus zero. Uh, the area to get into, and it was caught. Uh, they're making those catches. They maybe miss a few. Of, uh, we're going to do something about him in the first and second quarter. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I would say this: the first and second quarter in Cincinnati. I do have one more follow up on the weather, Coach. We, we know about Red Ride '88. We know about some of the cold games oh, yeah. you coached in. What was always your message to your warm weather team? When the playoffs came around, and the next thing you know, the temperature is going to drop significantly. Very little. There's not much you can say. They're going to read about it all week long. They're going to hear about it all week long. Everybody's going to ask. Mm-hmm. And I said, there's nothing you could do about it. I said, this is, it is what it is. And um, just uh, dress properly and stay warm and use the, use whatever is available to keep warm when you can. And, and uh Forget and get it out of your mind. You said there's mm-hmm. not much you can do about it nowadays. It is what it is. Coach, a pleasure talking to you during the playoffs. Something I've been waiting since 2016 to do with you. So we're able to do it again. Hopefully the Raiders win and we do it again the following week. Thanks for doing this with us. No question about it, JT. Good luck. Thank you, Coach Tom Flores. What an honor to talk to him all year long, every other Tuesday. Want to make sure Coach Flores, he's got a great life out there in the desert. So we have him on every other Tuesday in our grid, and he's been here for every other game the entire year. Tom Flores, the Hall of Famer. One of the highlights of my year last year was going to the Hall of Fame, and one of the highlights this upcoming year would be Cliff Branch in the Hall of Fame, which I'm hoping that Coach Flores and his beautiful wife Barbara will attend because they had a big impact on on the great life and career of Cliff Branch. But that's out there. We feel good about that. Do we feel good about this Raider playoff game? I feel good about the Raider playoff game. I feel good about SamAndAshLaw.com. Go to SamAndAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. I love mentioning Sam and Ash because when I refer them, friends, they take care of them. If you get into a car accident, if you're injured in an accident, one team to be a part of, SamAndAshLaw.com, 702-820-1234. So it's third down and three. Here comes Herbert, and he gets going to be sacked back at the 21-yard line. Ball comes out. Mad Max Crosby. He will be here playing for the AFC on February 6th in a Pro Bowl. Mad Max with a sack. Mad Max Commitment to Excellence Award. That's a hell of an honor. We're brought to you by Modelo, our proud playoff partner. I love Modelo. The official cerveza of the Las Vegas Raiders and my show. I have a bucket of Modelo as a reward for every week of putting up with me on the radio. It's my reward to me. Modelo, the cerveza that I drink in my backyard. The bucket of Modelo's every weekend. And I do the postgame show from the Modelo Cantina 
right there in the club section there, opposite side of Twitch. Had a great year there. Thanks to Modelo for all their support as they drive us to the postseason. Jonathan Hankins supposed to join us in a minute. Jose in Los Angeles. Thanks for waiting. You're up next. Hey, JT. How are you? Good, Jose. Thanks for calling. What's happening? Thanks for having the show, man. We're so happy over here in L.A. that the Raiders beat the Chokers and sent them home with their tail between their legs. Where's Joey Bosa at now, huh? Uh, Joey Bosa (laughs) was exhausted in the fourth quarter. They were running right at him. Josh Jacobs basically said it, that we thought we could run it on him, and they were running at Bosa. And, again, Bosa's a hell of a player when he's fresh early in a game, but he's a liability at times at the end of the game. I've seen Bosa play a lot of live games. He looks like Tarzan and plays like Jane in the fourth quarter when he's gassed, and he was tired at Allegiant Stadium. Oh, yeah. We're, we're happy out here in L.A., man. We can't wait for Saturday's game. I think we can beat the Bengals. What do you think about our defensive line against their O-line? Well, that's the key in the game because that's the advantage to the Raiders in any breakdown that you see coming up you will see a breakdown of what's going to happen. And the offensive line is not the strength of the Bengals. The defensive line is now the absolute strength of the Raiders, more so than the Raiders' offense. You know, first few games of the year, the strength of the Raiders was their offense. Derek Carr playing at an MVP level and all the receivers fresh and healthy. This was before the Ruggs incident. Now the strength of the team is the defensive line, period. That's the strength of the team with Max and Yannick and what they have in the interior, and they're going to have to play great the rest of the way. I mean, they have to play great the rest of the way in order for these games to be close and the opportunity to win. Passionate Raider, good to see you in Vegas. I'm assuming you returned home to Illinois. Oh, man, yeah, JT. I'm still – good afternoon, man. I'm still cooperating, man. I feel worse today than I did yesterday. So I give you all a pass, man. I've got some vitamins and whatnot, but – my mom said I put my body through a lot of stress. But anyway, man, I'm still pumped up about this weekend, man. I don't know how you can't be. You know, I'm just sitting here thinking today, JT, we started this season out creating history, beating three playoff teams that nobody has ever, with 10 wins plus, no one has ever started the season out doing that as a non-playoff mm-hmm. team the year before. We started out doing that. We finished the first quarter good. We kind of stumbled the second and third quarter, but we finished the fourth quarter strong with four-in-a-row wins against teams that was in the playoffs. These Cincinnati Bengals aren't ready for us. We've got six wins, walk-off wins this year, the most in NFL history. Who else has six walk-offs? Nobody. These young Cincinnati kittens are not ready for the Vegas Raiders. I'm not worried about it. Joe Burrow, Joe Smurl, Herbert, they can all kick rocks and kiss my ass because these boys ain't playing. Let's go. Raiders in the playoffs Saturday. JT, I got a funny feeling there's going to be a playoff game in Vegas this year, JT. Get ready. I'm calling it right now. Steelers in Vegas. Come on. AFC <laughs> championship game. Madden went one in any other way. I could tell you something. I think I've seen it all in life. I really have. There's things I never thought I'd see. Brady, Brady going to Tampa Bay, winning a Super Bowl at home. I mean, you'd never see that. That's impossible. Can you imagine the Raiders hosting a playoff game at Allegiant? Can you imagine after coming in? I mean, they need a lot of help along the way, but it is a possibility. I could tell you this much. When I walked out of Allegiant Stadium and signed the John Madden, wall and I walk with my wife and sons we walked 
uh, down Polaris. We crossed La Russell. We went to the media parking lot to get our vehicles. I look back. I didn't plan on being back there anytime soon, but I would love to be back again. I did not put my credential away. It's in the car, ready again. Charles in Texas. Go ahead, Charles. Thank you. JT, thanks for taking my call. Okay, man. Thank you for calling. Yes, I am super stoked, man. I just got my voice back from Sunday night. Mm -hmm. As I watched that game with my son and the Chargers went for it on that fourth down and on the 18th, I told my son, I was like, they don't respect us around. They're going to disrespect us and go for it. We don't even go for it in Madden on, on that side of the field. I am super stoked. I'm trying to get to the game on Saturday. Oh, good. It, and uh, the Royal Nation is pumped. I'm super excited. Saturday can't come soon enough. And then to see the crowd go crazy on, on Sunday night, the, it, I felt that energy through the TV as I watched it at home. And all I got to say, Raider Nation, stand up. We did that back in the playoffs. Raiders! Thank you, JT. Have you a good one. Take care. I know Gorilla Rilla's got a tailgate going. Matter of fact, uh, remind me to get him on, and we'll get him on this week because I saw him post about a tailgate. There it is right there in uh, corner of Elm Street and Ohio River Scenic Byway, tailgate lot D, January 15th, first come, first serve in the cash lot, BYOB, bring your own beer. I'm good at that. I can tell you that. Play uh, Gorilla Rilla. Here it is. He's got the tailgate there. Please eat before you come or bring your own food. We will not be providing food for everyone. That is a good thing. Black Hole does. They do a nice job. But tip, always tip. When you eat someone else's food, reach into your pocket and tip. Someone paid for that food. Shields up in Connecticut. Go ahead. JT, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Thanks, man. What's happening? Well, Mets just win on Sunday, and now it's time for the nation to march on to Cincinnati. Your points with Chase, Jamar Chase, and Mixon. This is my thing. Number mm-hmm. one, we just destroyed the Chargers offensive line and the Colts offensive line. Both those lines have pro bowlers on them. I am supremely confident that we're going to get to Burroughs and Chase is going to be nullified and Nixon is going to be nullified because what you're saying is true, and I know you speak the truth to the nation. If Burroughs holds on to that ball, we're going to get to him because mm-hmm. the teams that have beaten us or have gotten to us, has been the quick passing games. Yes. The quick passing schemes. So with that, I'll just say goodbye and always, shields up. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. And you're right about Burrow. The ball doesn't come out quickly all the time. And it doesn't with Herbert all the time. Think of Herbert, how many times he held that ball. And then he ducked under a max potential sack and stepped up and threw a beautiful pass. You know, Herbert played a really good game, but he had a lot of incompletions and drop balls in the game. We tend to talk about Herbert and the great things that he does. We don't do that enough with Carr. And I, I know that. And I get mixed up into that, too, because I think Herbert's elite. I have him in the elite category already, which wasn't supposed to be a lock. He was a good player at Oregon. He wasn't super elite. He got taken after Tua. And Trevor Lawrence was taken number one, Joe Burrow number one, because they were expected to be super elite. Now Herbert has jumped the line, and Herbert is right there. Look, if I had to ask you this, not for this show today, but down the road, who do you think is going to be a better quarterback by the end, Herbert or Patrick Mahomes? I would say Mahomes now, but I wouldn't be surprised if Herbert in the next six or seven years is better than Mahomes. Over four of those six years, he just 
looks to be great. And the Raiders have a very good high-end quarterback at times who plays elite and great in Derek Carr. And I know Derek can finish games now. Derek got through another hurdle. He's healthy taking a team to the playoffs. Now he has a big test in front of him, playing a young, inexperienced Joe Burrow. Derek's got the advantage and experience and playoff experience. They're both playing in the playoffs here. And I think Derek will have the edge if the Raider offensive line can protect him. All right, we got a lot we're trying to navigate here. Jonathan Hankins, Rod Woodson is going to join us. Uh, Big show the rest of the way. You don't want to miss it. And Paul Gutierrez, stick around. 